Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Mr. Carlos King. And if you haven't heard part one, feel free to check it out. We talk about the origins. He was there since day one, season one, scene one with Miss Nene Leak. So we talk about how Carlos and Nene came up through the ranks together. The infamous Nene being left off the list by Sheree. Really what season one of RHOA was like. Carlos was also there for the first two seasons of RHONJ. We talk about Danielle Stah. We talk about Kim D. We talk about Manzo. We just talk about so much nostalgia with RHOA and RHONJ and really the beginning of Carlos's career. So check that out. We're now about to continue that conversation. We talk more about those. We talk about RHOBH. We talk about Rina, what's going to happen with the two Ronies. But you know what? If you listen to the first part, it's going to make a lot more sense to listen to this part two of our chat with the king himself, Mr. Carlos King. I love Kim Fields. But when I was told Kim Fields was joining the show, I was like, no, she's not the right fit. I was, and I knew that going in. And me and Kim had conversations. And again, it's, it's not shade because when you watch the show, Kim Fields even looked like, what am I doing here? It just didn't feel right. And I think what's missing is the organic friendships. Like, I, I really can't stress that enough. Kim Fields knew nobody. And in real life, Kim Fields is not hanging out with Kenya, 
Portia, nobody. And that's why when she left the show, she has never communicated with them again. I assume they were just on the, wait a second, Lisa Rinna is, is gold over here. Let's find every actress in every franchise, right? I assume that's how it got greenlit. Yeah, no, I think you're right in that regard. But again, when we think about Beverly Hills and the fact that Lisa Rinna auditioned season one, <laughs> um, there is organic friendship that she has, because you know this, that 90210 world is very small, you know, very small. So it made sense. Kim Fields is an iconic child actress who never met any of these women in her going outs. She, 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 they don't share the same space. At least with Lisa Renna, I would believe that her and Kyle Richards would be at the same party. I would believe that. I would believe that Lisa Vanderpump and Lisa Renna, I believe that friendship because of the, of the social circles. I never believe that Kim Fields would be in Atlanta going to a hookah spot with Portia. Never. Right. No, I, I think you have a good point. And listen, you seem to love Beverly Hills, but on your podcast, Reality with the King, you have your top 10 that just, you know, you released it. And I mean, I don't see no, I one through 10, I don't see any Beverly Hills name there. So Mr. King, where, where, I mean, who do, who does stand out, I guess, from Beverly Hills, if they don't make your top 10, like who is, who, who are the tops for you? Yeah. So look, there is a total of 139 housewives. So to select the top 10 is a tall order. I love Beverly Hills Housewives. Kyle Richards is actually my favorite housewife. Like, I like her a lot. And I think she is the Teresa of Beverly Hills. I think you just can't do the show without Kyle. And that's, that's beautiful because Kyle isn't confrontational. She's not overly dramatic. She doesn't flip tables. But Kyle has this energy where... There's something about how she's able to sit in a scene and move the chess, you know, players and do it in a way where her hands are always clean. I've never seen anything like that, David. She, think about last season at that epic dinner at Kathy Hilton's house. And Kyle pretty much threw such an under the bus and said, no, that's not what you said. You said this actually. And no one cared about Kyle throwing Sutton under the bus. They all focused on Sutton and how she wasn't being honest. And Kyle does that, hands clean, and they all still love her. So Kyle is definitely top 15 worthy. But when you think about the top 10, I could not put Kyle in top 10 only because I felt like there were so many other iconic women to praise, but Kyle 100% is the greatest Beverly Hills housewife because without Kyle, nothing is going to be addressed. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, everyone who wants to talk to you about Atlanta, let's, let's not forget you worked on New Jersey for the first yes. two iconic seasons. The best seasons, David. Let's talk about it. 
You have Miss Danielle Staub as your number 10. I know you are a big, you've just said recently, you know, we all look back and Teresa, but you're right. That first season really was, it was Danielle. She made the show. Danielle made the show. She was the show. Um, again, I was there in the beginning and we would be filming scenes and it was clear that Danielle, A, was, <laughs> if you know anything about New Jersey, especially Franklin Lakes, which is this very small community within New Jersey, Danielle's style was the talk of the town without cameras. Yeah. So imagine being on camera with Danielle Staub. You're going to talk about her constantly. And without Danielle, nothing would have happened. And because Teresa, who to me is, of course, number two of the greatest housewives of all time, even Teresa would admit that because of Danielle is the reason why Teresa is the mainstay on the show. Because Danielle pushed buttons. Danielle brought the best out of Caroline. Think about it. We're thick as thieves, Danielle. Jacqueline, to, to me, is super underrated. Jacqueline went against her family for Danielle because she felt bad that they all were against her. You must really love somebody to go against your husband's sisters because of Danielle. Teresa flipped the table because of Danielle. So I'm sorry, boys and girls, and tree humpers, whatever you're called, I tree huggers, I love you all too because I love Teresa. We all have to admit that without Danielle, nothing would have happened. No. Do you think Danielle is, you know, persona non grata? I mean, she pulled Margaret's ponytail. There is this, there is this feeling that Danielle's not really, she's on that, we really can't have her back to Bravo. I love Margaret. I love the cast of Jersey. I think Jersey's underrated. I think Jersey's having its best seasons ever. Um, it definitely had a little, but the past two seasons of Jersey, Tans across the board. Um, Danielle pulling Margaret's hair, to me, again, I'm making shade for this. I, don't, I did not think it deserved for Danielle to be kicked off the show, allegedly. Um, I was there when hairs were pulled on Atlanta. <laughs> so I kind of know the threshold. So for me, I felt that because Margaret poured the drink, that was Danielle's reaction to it, especially after it was revealed Teresa egged her on. Um, but to me, I think everything's a conversation in terms of boundaries. Um, but look, I will say this though, that show is so great without Danielle, but I would love to see Danielle back on the show because she helped get it started. I always thought she made great TV. Do you, I mean, you seem to think Jersey, you said Jersey's doing well. Do you believe, because there is this belief now that Teresa is, look, I mean, she threw all that stuff at Margaret. There is this belief, and I'm starting to believe it, that Teresa is like Lisa Vanderpump, done. I want my spinoff. Here's Gia. Here's Luis. Give this one 100 grand. This one gets 125. I'll take my pay cut to 525. 
I mean, is uh, do you think I'm this not is- the rape, babe? I love you so listen, much. Just, listen, Teresa's gonna have to take a pay cut. Sorry, honey. I mean, you know, when it's your own show, you're not gonna get your two million dollars anymore. Listen, honey, I just I- I'm just here telling you how it all works, people. So she'll do it though. <laughs> I I I think we're actually at the point where Teresa is like. I will take yeah. the 500 grand, but give Louie a hundred and give you, oh, wait a second for my whole family. This is almost the same amount of money. And I could just laugh all day and love, love, love. I think she's finally ready. I I, I think I feel it. But what yeah. do you think? Do you believe it that Teresa is, is trying to get her spinoff? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't want to tell you guys about So Lean, So Clean just because it's a great tasting plant-based protein powder. I want to tell you about So Lean, So Clean by Aura Organics because it's actually working for me. I've been using it for a few months now and it's not just that I feel so clean and like revitalized and healthy. I don't know. Ego aside, I'm looking kind of lean these days. So, I mean, I'm going to stick with this. Now, of course, you could use this protein powder all day, any day for smoothies and snacks. I personally use it after a workout. I love that it has 21 grams of protein, only one to four grams of carbs. How great is that? And zero grams of sugar. Those stats are just so freaking awesome. And I mean, look, there's a lot of different flavors. I've told you guys about this before. The chocolate's great. The vanilla is great. But oh my God, the vanilla chai is delicious delicious. But don't take my word for it. They have over 10,000 five-star reviews from online happy customers. And listen, you have nothing to lose. You can try Aura's products. And if you're not happy for any reason within 60 days, you get a full refund. No questions asked. Get 30% off your first subscription when you text ROPE to 64000. Text ROPE to 64000 and get 30% off your first subscription. That's R-O-P-E to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Aura Organic slash terms. You know, everyone always asks me, like, how I deal with the internet trolls, like all the listeners who have something to say about the housewives and leave negative comments all day on Instagram. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm really serious when I say that the comments don't bother me at all. And the only reason why is because I've worked on my mental health. I mean, mental and physical health, there's really nothing more important. Because when you work on yourself and you have that clear mind, Nothing can bother you. You're comfortable. You're happy inside. And the long-term effects of therapy and working on your mental health really can help strengthen your relationships and give you a more positive outlook on life. And for my mental health, I've turned to Talkspace because listen, first of all, it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. But really, I love that I can reach out to my therapist and get my therapy and work on myself from anywhere in the world. You don't have to wait for an appointment or go into an office. 
and their licensed therapists are trained to handle just a variety of specialties. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use code VELVET to get $100 off your first month. That's VELVET and Talkspace.com. Well, look, I will say two things. Number one, I think Teresa is the only housewife that could pull off a spinoff that I would watch. The only one. I do not want to see any housewife with a spinoff besides Teresa. It has worked for her in the past. She has a great family. I'm, I'm intrigued with her family. Um, it's funny. I know Teresa more than any other producer in the world. When I'm looking at this season... It's the first season that I see Teresa being checked out. I don't think she is into it anymore. I think she isn't the same Teresa now that she's divorced from Joe. All of this is just me watching the show. I haven't addressed this with her. This is based upon my friendship with her and knowing her. I do agree that I just don't see her enjoying the show anymore. Now, Teresa's a hustler and she loves the money. Um, so I think to your point, the money has to be right if that opportunity did um, come up. But I will say, I do see her being checked out. I've never seen Teresa leave the scene or, or F you to the camera. To the, I, that's, that's, Teresa is committed to making that show great. Uh, but I do think based upon she's found new love in her life. And one thing I know is when a woman finds a, a new love, it, it changes things for them. And I think because of Louis and where Teresa is in her mind right now and her life and, and, and David being on that show since 2008, I think after 14 years, she's over. Yeah. And so if the money were right and she does get the spinoff and she takes it, do you think, I mean, look, we stopped production when she was in jail. Do yeah, you think rightfully so. Can New Jersey, so let's, you know, can New Jersey exist without Teresa? That's going to be hard. I know, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you why. All those women on Jersey are great. Again, I think Jersey is so underrated. I don't think people are talking about the show like they should. Jersey is fantastic. I love all those women on the show. Teresa brings a certain element to that cast because she, it's interesting to be the pop star, the villain, the people's champ, you know, and the comedian. It's hard to be all of those things to a, a, a housewife franchise, but Teresa is all those things to that show. I personally, and this is nothing against those women because they're great. I love Jackie's storyline this season. I'm rooting for her. I, I like my heart, like is, is pouring out for her to win it in terms of um, her eating disorder. But when it comes to the collective, I truly cannot see that show without Teresa. I just can't. I, I don't know what else those women would have conflict in. Melissa, Marge, Jackie, Dolores, they all love each other and they're all fine. Jennifer Aiden's on an island, but based upon 
what I saw from Jennifer this past season, where the moment Margaret checked her with facts and Jennifer became a recluse and started to like cry, Jennifer is not the queen bee y'all make her out to be. She couldn't handle the truth, not to quote a movie. But you need a woman who can get in there and just make things happen. And I, I don't see that happening without Teresa. Yeah, I mean, I always say I think Teresa is one of the, is the most powerful housewife because of that. As far as like we stopped the show, guys. I mean, we stopped the show, and that's when you had. I think Caroline's on that season when they stopped it. Caroline, Jacqueline, Melissa, and they still said no. We cannot do this show without Teresa. And I, I just think that's the facts. What about, you know, your premiere episode of your podcast? You had my good friend, Miss Ebony K. Williams. Applause, applause, applause. We love Miss Ebony. You know, so you guys talked, you got into it. You know, Roni, like, do you, I mean, again, I always say maybe it's because I live in New York and I know Ebony. So maybe I was biased. I didn't think it was such a bad season of Roni personally based on the public outcry. That, that was just me, but I don't know. Maybe I was busy with a lot of other things. I don't know. <laughs> You're I making a face. I, David. You hated it, you said. But, 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 but I'm going to be honest. And I said this on the podcast. New York City Housewives was taking a downward spiral. Because the other franchises at least have personal story that you can sink your teeth into. There's no personal story on New York City. Ramona doesn't give you any. Sonya doesn't give you any. Luann gave you great personal story with the alcoholism with Tom. And so that was always great. But you can't have, and Tinsley gave you great stuff trying to find herself. Um, but all those were missing. And it was a show about women getting drunk and partying and turtle time. And that's not what I want to see in a housewife. So I think when Ebony came on, I was hard on Ebony because I felt like, and I said this to her, I felt like I was being preached to all the time. And what I said to Ebony was, when I watch The View, I want, to, I want politics. I want policy. I want world events. I want the whole nine yards. I don't want personal story from Sonny, Joy Behar, Whoopi Goldberg, nobody. But I demand that from my housewives, not politics from them. So... That was my disdain with this past season of New York City, but I love the conversation I had with Ebony because she shed light on the struggle she had to endure. And that's the reason why, David, we go back to my earlier comment of the importance of the producer relationship with the housewife. That is integral to making the show successful. And Ebony did not have a producer that would be able to help her story. And I think that was a missing element. But the good news is I will go on record again saying Ebony de deserves a second chance. And I am looking forward to seeing what Ebony can bring to the reboot of New York City because I believe she will, she will come back. You do. Oh, I think Bravo needs to have somebody familiar um, to be a part of a reboot. It's hard to make people fall in love with a whole new cast for that franchise. It's hard, at least with Ebony. Ebony is always in the press. She is the first black housewife 
I think if you surround Ebony and her friends and their great characters, I think a lot of people will sort of like, let me see this season's good out of curiosity. And I think Ebony's able to bring it. I, I, I believe she will come back. You know, two weeks ago, I told you guys about how I sent Dame products to all of my housewife friends, and they've been raving about Dame products and thanking me and, and giving me way too much detail. And now you guys have flooded my DMs asking which housewives specifically have been thanking me and how much they love Dame products. Well, listen, you're all a bunch of shady bitches because I am not going to tell you which housewives I sent Dame products to and which ones are thanking me profusely. Because, you know, Dame products are female vibrators designed for, you know, a woman's pleasure. So no, I'm not going to give you names. But what I will tell you is there are so many different options. There's the Evo, which is a wearable couples vibrator for hands-free fun. There's the Air, which stimulates you so fast and helps get you there. There's the Palm, which you could hold in the palm of your hand hands for your pleasure. Look, life is really stressful, really stressful. And Dame is here to kind of increase the quality of your life. Who doesn't want a little fun, right? They have massage oils and lubes. So what are you waiting for? Don't you want to feel good too? Come on, ladies. Go to dameproducts.com. Use code VELVETROPE to take 15% off your first order site-wide. You could choose anything. That's dameproducts.com. Enter code VELVETROPE and you get 15% off. My morning run at 5.30 has never been so easy because I wear men's tree flyers from Allbirds. They are literally the most comfortable shoe I have ever worn in my entire life. And that is why for all the housewives' birthdays this summer, the one thing I've gotten them is Allbirds Tree Breezer Flats. The Tree Breezer Flat from Allbirds, it's breathable, it's super supportive, and it's as comfortable as any shoe you've ever had. Probably the most comfortable. Now what I love about the Tree Breezer Flat is they come in so many colors. Can you imagine if I got all these housewives the exact same color of the women's Tree Breezer Flat from Allbirds? Yeah, they would show up and they'd be wearing the same shoe. It wouldn't go over well. They come in a cream, they come in a yellow, they come in an orange, they come in a mauve, black, so many options. And again, it's the summer, we're all outside, we're walking, we want a shoe that's comfortable. And that is what the Tree Breezer Flat is from Allbirds. So listen, lightweight, breathable, and cushy all day, the Tree Breezer is your secret to a comfy summer. Find your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. And so as they cast this new Roni 2.0, you think she'll be kind of like the linchpin from the past. And it, I mean, she's going to be the only one. They're only, they're not going to choose more than one. Yeah. And then it will be centered around her with a whole new group of people. I do. I think, I think it'll be her, a diverse group of friends. And I think it'll be two camps. I think you'll see Ebony and her crew. And one of them is the Kyle Richards, who's in the middle. And then it's like this other crew. So that when they come together, it's this interesting melting pot of women. Again, again, I'm such a producer. But I, I think that is what the reboot is going to entail. And do you think, listen, I mean, has Bravo called you? I mean, again... Kingdom Reign Entry, this isn't Atlanta. We have a whole new thing here. Why don't we, has your phone rang? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. And listen, and you, and you know this, David. Obviously, when it comes to the production company who produces this, these shows for so many years, they're pretty much locked to life on the series, right? Um, but I wanted to let them know that if you're going to say we want this show to be multicultural and diverse, 
And I definitely think that the producing team needs to reflect that. I, and, and, and that just to me makes the most sense. And, and it's a testament to the, the Nini and Carlos relationship and how that works for Atlanta. Um, I, I think it's crucial. Would you like to be Ebony's main producer if this goes yes. this way? Yes, yes and more yes. Me and Ebony, watch out world. Watch out. If that was that were to ever happen, Carlos King and Ebony K. Williams together. And I said to her, the K is going to stand for King by the time I get done with you. I love it. What else do you think they should do? You know what I mean? Since you hated New York, you know, like what like do you like a certain age range for housewives? Like this is like this is it. Like they need to get it right. Like this is New York City. You know, should we go younger? Should we go extreme wealth? I mean, you know, like once we get the diverse thing out of the way and real friendships, like what do you think? Like, how is it going to be different? Like, should New York feel different when it comes back? Yes, I lived in New York for 10 years. You live in New York currently. You know, me and you would hang out in New York City, right? And we come from two different backgrounds, but we have one commonality and that's our love for pop culture and reality television, right? So for me, it's not so much about the age range. I think it's all about this community of women who have something to say, but also have something to show. I miss the days of early housewives where you fell in love with Ramona and Mario um, and their daughter and, and that relationship, or with Jill Zarin and Bobby and her daughter. You know, we got away from these personal stories. I want to see extreme wealth because the wealth in Beverly Hills is so different than the wealth in New York City. So the New York City wealth, I want to see the penthouse suite. I want to see the 2.5 kids and the nanny and, and the woman who's the breadwinner and her husband is jealous of her because she is the breadwinner and he's trying to like, you know, make her stay at home more. I wanna see the New York City woman Upper East Side who truly is charitable and she has a driver everywhere she goes, but she has a fabulous group of friends and she's at the exclusive parties where they're like, if you're coming, I will approve cameras. But I also want to see the hot woman in Harlem who has this educational background and this, this wealth in terms of her Rolodex and going to these other parties that you haven't seen before and how she's able to relate to the woman at, on the Upper East Side. I want to see all of that because to me, that was my experience living in New York City. I was living in Brooklyn. My friends were in Harlem, somewhere on the Upper West Side, Upper East Side, and somewhere in freaking New Jersey. But when we all came to cafeteria on a Saturday night in New York City, eating the breakfast um, sandwiches and, and having the, the, the drinks galore, that was New York City to me. And I miss that. Honey, it's all, it will always be about cafeteria. Let's not even, sorry. Yes, that like, I want to see the girls at cafeteria having a Bellini. And like that gossip girl, it's like a modern day gossip girl. Like gossip girl work because like you really were like so intrigued with the drivers and the wealth and the private schools and the benefits. 
I, I want to see that in New York in a diverse way, but like I want drivers and right. There's no cameras, but if, you know, Miss Vander Woodson says there needs to be cameras, we can't say no, even though our rule is no cameras because she trumps everyone. Yes. But she's on the board of directors and, and she's going to promise us that there won't be any cat fights inside the party, but outside all bets are off. Like I want to see the access, the exclusivity um, I remember, David, remember season one <laughs> when, was it Bethany who introduced Luann to the driver and Luann had a meltdown and you were like, why are you so bothered by this introduction? But I ate it up because that was Upper East Side women. Why are you introducing me to the driver? That's rude. I love it. I want to see more of it. I'm sorry. Kind of. And we'll wrap up soon. Not that I can't talk to you all day because I could, but I'm being respectful of your time. You're just going to have to come back. But do you think the second, this OG show, this legacy show, do you think we're ever going to see this? I do think you'll see the legacy show 100%. I do think you'll see the reboot because it is owed to the audience to really see the true New York. So I, I do believe you'll get both. I said this on my podcast. I think the reboot will live on Peacock. And I think the legacy will live on Bravo. Because I believe the Bravo audience, they want to see Ramona, Luann, Jill Zarin, and Bethany. Alex is in Australia, but we'll see. But the fact that Bethany even says she'll come back if it's the five originals, in my opinion, David, and before we leave, I would love to get your opinion. Pay Bethany whatever she wants. I need Bethany back. Do you think that, I'll give you my opinion in a second. Do you think that that would really happen? Like Bethany, I mean, what age do you think they would pay Bethany? Because she's she has said, it's business. You give me a number that I want, I will be that. And she has said, right. And she said, get the, the five of us. You think that they, do you think they would try to make that work somehow? You and I both know smart women, powerful women, and New York women. When a woman who's powerful says something to her listeners, to the public, that she knows will get traction, she's not doing that because she just wants to get more listeners. She's letting the world know, I will go back for this. That was a loud, clear message to Andy Cohen, her friend. I believe that was Bethany's way of saying, I'm going on record saying, entertain me. And she wanted to see how much traction it got so that it could warrant the pay that she wants. See, look, look, I, it had 100 re retweets. It had this much engagement. And I believe, my opinion, I think she's worth every penny she wants. And if they do give that to her and it works out, do you think they will get Miss McCord in Australia, who really doesn't want anything to do with this franchise? But money talks. I'll say this. I have never, ever met or known a past or present housewife who has ever turned down an offer. Never. I think Alex will come back 
in a heartbeat. Alex is smart. She's from New York, remember. She wants to get the money she deserves. So she feels like, come back to me because I'm not coming back to you. I think Alex will come back 100%. We know Jill Zarin will come back. So yeah, they, and, and they know that. So I, I believe Bethany, I believe Bethany called Alex before she went on record saying she wants Alex back. Wow. And you have never known a housewife to ever get an offer that they've turned down. I have never met a housewife who was offered their job back and they said no. Interesting. My initial thoughts were the exact opposite of what you were saying. I figured (laughs) that the reboot 2.0, maybe with Ebony, I said, yes, the only person they would could do it with is Ebony. And there's no Leah. That's a 0% chance ever. Never going to happen. Leah's done. But I thought that would be the main glitzy 35 to 45 year old hot, like the Hills, but a little older New York city hot, like just that was going to be the premier thing on Bravo. There's just my, and this OG show we would see in like two and a half years, just because we had to keep the fans happy without mass chaos by announcing that we basically fired everyone. And that show will be on eight, 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 eight episodes on Peacock, maybe around a reunion or someone's like 60th birthday. And it will be like girls trip and it will just come and go. And then we'll say, well, we had our OG show like we promised. So I thought it was a total ploy of like marketing genius of like, everybody's fired. You all suck. We're starting over and we don't want the fans to really revolt. So I guess throw this OG show in there. That is truly what I thought. (laughs) I think they know that they need the OGs. I, I, I think that. And I think, I think at the end of the day, no matter how many times people say, go younger, go younger. I think you, you, you like what's familiar, which is why soap operas have the same characters on for 30 freaking years, because it works. It works. Listen, you have to, I mean, the next time you come back, we need to talk about love and marriage, talk about everything else you're doing. I mean, this, two very quick questions before you go, very quick. Kenya Moore has come out and said that she, this season, she's not. It's, don't look at her. She's going to be fun. She's going to be nice. She's going to be everyone's friend. Don't look her way for the drama. Is this possible as we head into a new season of Atlanta? Is Kenya, is she capable of that? Yeah, it's what I said about Teresa. I think after a a while, you're kind of like over it. I have been told that the villain of this upcoming season of Atlanta is Marlo. Marlo is the new villain. And I think Kenya saw that and said, girl, have at it because I'm tired. And And I think based upon Ultimate's girls trip, Kenya wants to show the lighter side of her. And are you happy that Marlo has a peach? And is this going to change Marlo or is Marlo just Marlo? Or is she now going to be like the Noella reborn? And all of a sudden Marlo now too, it's gone to her head. Give her one peach for 30 seconds. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, I'm never made to be seen. I, I, what I will say to you, I have been told that Marlo runs the ship and that that peach did a number on her and that she is coming for everybody and doesn't care. Wow. 
Well, next time we have to talk more about your brilliant podcast and everything else. Like, I'm sorry to have kept you over. Oh, no, it's all good. I Listen, I would love to come back to talk about more stuff. But no, this is good. Again, I'm such a fan of your podcast. I listen to it every, every. well, you drop about three episodes a week, it seems like. Five that Saturday interview with Kim D was everything. So no, I would love to come back. Are you, and you don't have to say this just because you listen and you know she's my friend, but really, because you don't mince your words, Kim D or Kim G, which one? Kim D, are you, is it even a question? Kim D. I would go on record saying, and she would ask her when you talk to her. I fought for Kim D to be a housewife. I I rallied for her. I campaigned for her. I kept saying to everybody, why are we not making this woman a housewife? She is such a badass. And she she's great at it. And at the time, I know we have to go, but at the time, all of those housewives loved Kim D because they liked the fact that she she's so New Jersey and so New York um, that they liked her. They liked her. They, they knew she was messy and shady, but they liked it. She told me to say hi to you today. She did. She And she really did say, she's like, please tell him that he is like literally the best producer I've ever worked with in my entire life. That, really, I'm not we just were, making this up. Oh, no, we were a great team. I, she's another one who's underrated, and I would go on record saying, if it wasn't for Kim D and Kim G season two, I don't know what would have happened. And I was there. She she doesn't lie. And I think it's like, the more I have her on as like my friend, I realize like, it is it is the accent. Like, you know, it's like when you're friends with someone, sometimes like, you, it's almost like sometimes you take your friends for granted at some yes. point. And then like, now that I have her on regularly, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you're like a big deal. Like, I didn't realize this. It's when we start doing these recaps, I'm like, I'm like half asleep. I'm like, she's my friend. And then <laughs> listening to it back, I'm like, if I didn't know her this well, this is like <laughs> hardcore. Like she's coming. He knows all the, of the shit's scary. Like she starts talking. You're like, I'm starting to get scared. So. Cam D knows everything. She does. Where can everyone find you that wants to listen to your podcast and follow you? It's great. Ebony is the first guest. Now you tell me, Sheree, we have our top 10 housewives. Like, this is the gift that keeps giving. Yes. No. So my podcast is called Reality with the King. You can find it on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at King underscore, where there's going to be tons of updates. And I have a new late night talk show coming out on the Oprah Winfrey Network called The Nightcap with Carlos King that debuts Saturday, May 14th at nine o'clock after Love and Marriage DC starring former Potomac housewife Monique Samuel. So David, when I come back, we'll talk about that too. I, Monique has been on the show. I have, I am so excited for Love and Marriage DC. Honestly, I think Monique, it's going to be a whole new Monique it's going to be a whole different Monique that people, right? What I'll say is this. I promise you, and listen to me closely and carefully, you're going to see a different side of Monique and Chris, her husband. Their marriage is on full display. And in the first episode, you're going to walk away with your mouth open. Wow. 
listen, you had me at Monique Samuels way back when it was announced. I'm like, okay, well, this is like, I love, love it. Like the franchise is great, but I'm like, what a great casting decision, you know? And this is what she wanted. She wanted, she was like, I'll be back on TV. It's perfect for her. It's like, it's. It is. She's great. I love her. But you'll come when that comes back on and like in the middle of Atlanta, you'll come back on and do like a little recap of me and we could talk about that too. So I would love to, Dave. Just let me know 100%. I appreciate it. Love the podcast. Love everything. Really, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No, thank you, David. We'll talk soon. Keep in touch. Love you much. I love you, boo. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.